0: Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by Change Up. I'm Owen Chatterick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host Johnny Mathy. Johnny, we're recording this on Tuesday, and there's been a flip in the standings. Vermont is in first place; they're streaking again, seven in a row. It's been unbelievable the turnaround that they've had this year.
1: Yeah, I didn't know Bernie Sanders allows streaking up in Burlington, but they had a fourteen gamer to start July. They're on a seven gamer now, and it's only Tuesday on this recording day. But uh, we'll see what's going on Thursday, but because like you said, they have a uh, they have a quite the quite the lead in the standings right now.
0: Yeah, they have quite the lead. It's four games over Brockton and Pittsfield, who are tied for second. And right now, Worcester is in fourth place spot. But everybody is within five and a half games. It's going to be an unbelievable finish to the season. We're recording this here on August 3rd. This release will be on August 5th. We're so excited for this stretch run.
1: We're obviously not pulling for anyone besides a little podcast look maybe that day, but all we can ask for is an exciting stretch and we're getting it. Like you said, everyone's within striking distance. You know, we got around two weeks left. So, and there's more than two weeks left of games for some of these teams, the double headers and everything, lack of off days. So these guys are grinding. We can't, appreciate enough what they're doing we certainly don't take for granted what this exciting stretch will be and you know how can you not look forward to it go out and catch a game have a beer you know watch some great baseball and it's very meaningful baseball right now
0: yeah very meaningful baseball a lot of teams will make noise and someone who will make noise down the stretch is matt malcolm of the norwich unicorns he was great to talk to on this podcast a veteran of the fcbl as he played for pittsfield in 2019. We want to get you to that interview. So without further ado, we present our interview with Matt Malcolm. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest who returns to the FCVL as a veteran of the league and a member of one of the two new teams. It's Matt Malcolm of the Norwich to Unicorns. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. How are you?
2: Good. Good guys. How are you guys? Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we're doing well and we're really excited for this interview and to get started right off the bat. How have you felt so far this summer in Norwich?
2: I mean, it's, it's a great group of guys. Uh, we really came together from the beginning. Coach Balinski did a good job uh, bringing us together and uh, trying to create a good culture at the Norwich Ballpark. So it's been, it's been a good time this summer, and I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying
0: it. Yeah, it certainly looks like the team is gelling together nicely in that in that locker room. And how did you originally get in touch about playing with Norwich?
2: Um, So originally I was supposed to be on the New Britain Bees, and – some Things came up in my personal life, and it was just easier for me to be closer to home. So I decided to go with the North Sea Unicorns and found my way out of the team. They didn't have a coach 10 days before the season started, and Coach Balinski was uh went to my school, so I had kind of an in there and yeah, made it happen.
1: So they didn't have a coach, but they did have quite the mascot. What was that first reaction when you uh when you heard the the new team was called the Sea Unicorns?
2: It was it was. A laugh at first. I've never heard of a team called the Sea Unicorns. Even seen a unicorn in the name. I've never seen it, so it was definitely something funny at first. But I thought it'd be pretty cool to be uh, a, a member of the first Sea Unicorn team in the FCBL. So I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Have you ever watched Little Mermaid? Do you feel like you're in in the sequel? No, I've like no. Ariel.
2: Ariel, yeah. the Little Mermaid.
1: Are you? Do you feel like Ariel because you're a Sea
2: Unicorn? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, no, it's actually more of a narwhal, to be honest with you. But I don't know why called call it sea unicorn. I guess it has a yeah. nice ring to it.
1: Definitely. So the Yankees earned their stripes, and the sea unicorns earned their horns. When do you think you earned your horn?
2: I think it was the first day when I came. Me and my Eastern teammates, we made the regional this year. And so we came a little bit late to summer ball. And me and my teammates, we came in first game, threw us in the lineup, and we all kind of went off. And had a good day on that first day. And I think that's when I earned my horn.
1: So then if you earned it the first day, game two, why didn't you have the horn on the catcher's
2: mask? I'm not sure. They should, (laughs) they should invest in that, but that's for sure. That'd be pretty cool. And I would definitely rock it. So.
1: Absolutely. So what's, what's it been like playing for coach Um, It's
2: been, it's been interesting because we've, we're kind of close together, so sometimes we butt heads at some decisions. But it ultimately it's been a great experience, and he's kind of taught me how to coach a little bit and the behind the scenes things of coaching. And I think that's really cool. And I think me and Coach Polinski have gotten along very well, even though we sometimes disagree. But that's fine. That stuff happens, and we've come together pretty nicely. And it's been a really cool experience to be able to share more baseball with him because he's a good baseball mind. He's been around some be good baseball players, so.
1: Now, obviously, there's a ton of great coaches around the Futures League, but is that something you expected, whether it was in 2019 with the Suns or now, that you can have such a close relationship with a coach just for a few months in the summer?
2: It's definitely not what I expected coming in to say my freshman year going out with the Suns. Not what I expected, but it's it's they're really good people and they're really knowledgeable people, and it's it's really cool to be able to be so close with a coach like that. And I that's I, yeah, what's really cool. Both coaches Gedman and uh, Bolinski both were really good people and really cool coaches to play under.
1: Are you close enough with Coach Bolinsky to take pregame laps with him around the field?
2: No, no, no. You won't be catching me doing the uh, mile track runs. No, that's. I think that's what separates him from the group is is those mile track runs. <laughs>
0: yeah, he definitely separates himself pregame when he's the only one running out there about like an hour and a half before the game.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. He loves it, man. Yeah. He loves being at the ballpark.
0: And you just touched on Matt Gedman. You played for the Suns in 2019, and the bio on the Eastern website mentioned that the Suns is your favorite moment playing sports. So describe the Pittsfield Suns experience. What made it so great and memorable for you?
2: It was my first time really being away from home and, like, kind of being on my own, and I I kind of discovered a lot about myself that summer. From then on, we've kind of, like, grown. We've grown from it, and we've tried to keep the grind going. And, you know, it was – it was just cool to be away from my house and be alone, be on my own and under, trying to understand myself and understand what I need to do to get better. And I thought that was really cool about Fitzfield and that's what it offered me and it was awesome. Back in
1: 2019, you were named to the All-FCBL second team and you were an all-star in front of the home crowd there. So I'm sure that contributed to the great summer you had. You hit 336. It was your first time away from home. You know, you learned a lot about yourself and you're also having a lot of success and stringing a lot of hits together. So what did that all feel like you know, after that season, looking back on it.
2: It felt it felt amazing to be able to showcase my talents up, up in this league. Going in, I was very nervous. I saw the ro- kids on my roster. They're going to big-name schools, and I'm over here at Eastern. But that didn't really bother me. I just kind of went out there and showed them what I had. And it felt really cool to come out of that summer knowing that I was one of the better players in that league.
0: And being a veteran now of the Futures League, as we mentioned, you're on one of the two new teams. You've been through this grind before. What have you taught the guys across the team and the organization about life in the Futures League?
2: I always start with it's a grind. And you know, you got to want to be here and uh, you got to want to show up every day and you got to want to play. And there's some kids who would love to be in this position who aren't here. So you got to really appreciate it and be grateful for the opportunity that has been given to you. That's what I always start with. But it is a grind and you got to keep your head head on straight because it's a long season.
0: Yeah, long season, long grind indeed. The 21-21 schedule is 68 games, and it's been a long summer, but it's been a rewarding summer for all for all involved, for us, for you guys. What are your thoughts on the longer schedule and being able to showcase your talents for a longer period of time?
2: I mean, I like it for sure. Yeah, uh, two years ago, pretty sure the FCBO was 55, 56 games, so we added another 12 games. I think that's really cool. It's just more baseball. You can't, can't get enough of baseball, man. Love being out there. So
1: So besides – the schedule and being on different teams, what do you think the biggest differences between two years ago and now is just your overall experience and what you've seen around the league? Definitely a broad question.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to think back a little bit, but I mean, I really think the pitching in this league this year is is very good. That's that's definitely a, a difference. I, I've definitely seen some harder pitching. Overall, I mean, it's pretty much the same. It's good baseball. It's very competitive baseball. And it's really fun to play and against these high level guys. So I just think it's really, really cool to be able to be a part of this league again.
1: Yeah, it's good to hear. And you, you turned 21 a couple of weeks ago. You were on Nesson on your birthday. Plenty of shout outs there. But was anyone Tristan. watching at home when you tattooed that ball in the ninth inning that could have potentially won the game?
2: Yeah, uh, that was a heartbreaker. That's baseball for you. But, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a bunch of people, buddies at school and uh, my grandmother out in near Boston. She was watching it on this. And, yeah, they thought I had it. My phone was blowing up after the game. They were like, oh, man, that stinks. You almost had it. Would have won it.
1: Edge of their seats. Baseball for you. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exactly what you said when we walked in the dugout and, and asked you about that right after the game. You were like, oh, this that's baseball, man. So that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is sometimes. (laughs) So one thing you can take pride in this season, though, is your pitching appearance. You appeared in a game in Nashua this season, and it was a very quick and efficient inning. So how did it feel to get out there and pitch on the mound? And before we we even start this question, I'm in the press box, and the Nashua people are like, who is that on the mound? I'm like, that's the catcher Matt Malcolm going out for a pitching (laughs) appearance.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was beyond cool to be able to do that again. I mean, I haven't done that since Legion, since I was like 16. So it was definitely really cool to get back out on, on the mound and uh, get in a quick and efficient inning. That was really cool. Kind of, uh, I would do that again any day, any day.
0: Yeah, I think the celebration afterwards was just, it was just like everybody came out and they were like, yeah, oh, let's go. So that was awesome.
2: Mm -hmm. even though we were losing, but it was, it was so cool just to be able to uh, even roll the double play. I thought that was so cool. A lot of pitchers can't even do that. I was just throwing it 75 over the middle and got the ground ball. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Anytime they don't get a double play now, you should be like, well, I got one of those. (laughs) Well, Hey, in terms of on the field play, you also sport a thousand fielding percentage this season and have excellent fielding stats at Eastern is there extra pressure on you to be so defensively sound because you're a catcher, and how did you become so good behind the dish? What kind of training went into
2: that? So my freshman year, I had a really good season at the dish, and uh, as it was seen in the Futures League, I had, a, I had a really good year at the plate, and I was seeing the ball well. And COVID happened, and it was a really tough time. But my Eastern team, we have a really good group of guys, really good hitting team with a Massagno, who was also a senior in the corn, and a Broadhurst on the New Brayton Bees. They were our core, and I knew going into this season that we had really good hitting lineup, and I didn't need to do all that on the offensive end. It was more important for me to stay solid behind the dish and help my team win in that way than to do it at the plate because I know that my guys at the plate would have my back. So it was important for me to just be that rock behind the plate from my Eastern team, and that's kind of the mentality that I've carried into the summer. And the baseball that I play now is – I'm I'm the rock behind the
0: plate. So, yeah, that transitions perfectly into our next question because we're gonna ask about all of those Eastern guys that are spread across the league. Specifically, Ryan Bagdasarian, who we had on a couple episodes ago, who's your roommate at Eastern. He said there was some I'm actually in there. his
2: room right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quietest room in the house, so I had to.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So shout out to Ryan and you. Was, he said there was some chirping going on between the two you guys in the uh, route two bout between New Britain and Norwich. So what's it like always. to see guys like Bags and other Eastern guys spread across the league performing the way they are?
2: Oh, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. The amount of people we have in this league is just really awesome. And they're really good baseball players. And it's really cool to see Ryan uh killing it, man. He's he's killing it this summer. So it's really cool. I always I always try to say something to him whenever I whenever I see him.
1: Yeah, and now another teammate, Jack Blake, is sharing uh time behind the plate with you. And he was in the in the press box with Norwich all all summer up until I think last week, right? You got a couple mm-hmm. hits the other day against the Suns. What's it? How cool is that? Seeing him, you know, in the polo shirt, and now he's lacing it up.
2: It's so cool, man! It's so cool, and he he loves the game, and he got asked to play, and he didn't bat an eye. He he went right for it. He loves the game, dude. It's really awesome to see him uh, out there playing.
1: Before we get back to Corn's catcher Matt Malcolm, we want to share a message from our friends at Seventy Eight Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at home training setup. Whether you wanna start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 sports website at 78 sports.com. That's S E V E N T Y number eight sports.com for a limited time. Just by mentioning back to the futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S E V E N T Y number eight sports.com. Now back to Matt Malcolm.
0: Yeah, and at Eastern in 2021, it was a bounce back year for everybody, and you did very well, hitting 271. You had eight home runs and 24 RBIs. What was it like to be back out there and playing this spring?
2: Uh, I felt so good. It was a long time coming for sure. It just really felt good to have a good ball club and be a successful ball club, after especially after a tough year not having anything. So.
1: Yeah, and in 2019, you had a fantastic year too. You came right onto the scene, won an LEC Rookie of the Year, earning Second Team All New England and earning second team all LEC after hitting 360. You, had, you only had six bombs, but whatever, you're a freshman. Uh, 14 doubles, 29 RBIs. So what was it like during that transition in 2019?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I, I came in high school just with the same mentality I always carry myself with. And that is just to, to be man. I came into that program and there was a bunch of seniors and catchers ahead of me, and I said, no, like, I'm going to be that, that guy behind the plate, and that's the mentality that I carried from high school into Eastern, and not many people liked it on the Eastern team at first, but they got used to it, that's fine.
0: And in your high school days, you played for East Lime High School and made plenty of memories there, you guys were the runner-ups for the state title your sophomore year, and you won this conference championship in 2018, what did you take most out of your high school experience?
2: I, I think that's where I really understood how to play baseball at a high level because i was playing with really good players and they taught me to carry myself the way that i do and and that's just to be the best you know and go out there and and want it more than everybody else and and that's kind of what i took from high school
1: you might want it more than everyone else because we heard you want to be a gym owner and so that means you spend a lot of time at the gym why do you want to be a gym owner
2: um i really want to be involved in my community and i want to i want to coach first of all i want to i want to be that guy that helps the younger generation excel and be the best that they are so that's that's where i'm kind of going with that gym owning my own baseball facility being able to coach the younger generation to play at a high level so that's what i'm going with
1: yeah that's awesome it's obviously if you can be around the game or what you love it's obviously not even working but what would be the name of the baseball facility or gym have you you thought of Ooh. anything? Sounds like this has been on your mind.
2: It's been on my mind, but honestly I haven't thought about the name. Let's see if I can come up with one real quick. Uh, no, oh, I got nothing.
1: You know, when we when we tweet this out, you can you can quote tweet it with some names or whatever. <laughs> Comment. All
2: right, I will I
1: will.
0: Before we swim back to our interview with Matt Malcolm, we want to share a message from our friends at On Demand Storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On Demand Storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you. When you want something put back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word.com. Horns up. We're back to our interview with Matt Malcolm. And before we get to our final segment, how about a message to Sea Unicorn fans as we're down to the stretch of the season here?
2: I mean, hey, Dodd's a beautiful stadium and the Sea Unicorns is a pretty cool team. So I'd say come out and watch every day. Cause we're going to give you a shot.
0: Definitely got to get down to Dodd stadium. If you guys haven't seen that yet, you listeners out there, it's, it's amazing. And it's, this team's putting on a good brand of baseball, so you got to get out and watch. And we now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Matt, we know you're a listener of this podcast. We know how you know how Quick Hits works. Are you excited for this?
2: Yes, let's go. All uh,
0: right, let's do it. First one, hardest one. Favorite teammate in the FCBL? On my team? It could be from Norwich or Pittsfield. Doesn't matter.
2: Jackson Peterson, who was on Western and he my buddy and uh, all the sons.
0: Yeah, Jackson, another FCBL vet and a favorite player of multiple people on this podcast. So <laughs> that won't make sense. And how about favorite ballpark you've played in and one you've attended as a fan?
2: In the FCBL, I would have to go with New Britain Stadium. I really like that stadium, especially going there as a kid, too, with the Hats uh, there. I've always, I've always liked going there. So it's pretty cool to be able to play there.
0: Yeah, New Britain Stadium, a staple of Connecticut, as we talked about. Again, many episodes on this podcast. So, And how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? Ooh.
2: I mean, I guess the Olympics, going on with the Olympics, definitely try and make it out there one day. That'd be pretty cool. Other than that, Game 7 of the World Series. It doesn't matter the team. Hopefully it'd be the Yankees, but Game seven's all is is a crazy energy. So I would love to be there.
0: Yeah, game seven is definitely on me and Johnny's too. That's not not even a question. Maybe not with the Yankees there, but
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: so you just said it. Yankees are your favorite big league team. So have a favorite big league player, whether it's current or historical.
2: Uh Derek Jeter. I grew up being a shortstop and I love the way he played his game. So I, I try to model my game after him, and that's our, my favorite player. Always will be.
1: Will you uh take your take his ownership methods and model those after him too? Because he's not doing He's, he's, he's kind of missing some qualities there.
2: No, when I get into the coaching game, I don't think uh, I'll be modeling my coaching after him. But he's a good baseball player, good baseball mind.
1: What's what's uh playing at Dodd Stadium when you're walking up to the plate this summer?
2: Uh, started as uh, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Then I uh, switched it recently to Return of the Mac by Mac Morrison. A couple oldies. I'm an old, I'm an old song guy. I like that type of music
1: definitely that that seems to be what the fans like like getting used to and, and knowing you guys for uh, too a lot so what about some superstitions on game day or throughout the course of the season
2: I'm not a I'm not a big superstition guy you know I just I just go out there and do my thing you know there's not not much to it I no Bgs grab some dirt and let it rip you know that's it keep it simple baseballs baseball is hard enough you know you got to keep it simple.
1: Definitely, I'm the I'm the opposite, but yeah, it makes sense. I probably probably should just let it rip. Uh, what about when you're when you're at the game as a fan? Your favorite ballpark food?
2: Oof, gotta go with the Frank. Gotta go with the hot dog for sure. No ketchup on it though. No, that's no. controversial. It is controversial. That's why I said it.
1: I see. I don't know why you need to be on one side or the other, but. I guess you 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 picked your side you. You marked your territory. And are you a uh you a bubblegum guy or a sunflower seeds guy?
2: Ooh, I actually the other day we had a bubblegum in the dugout and I recorded a team record 20 pieces in my mouth. But I am a sunflower seed guy.
1: So both are just for fun.
2: Bo- yeah, just yeah, yeah. both, but <laughs> definitely a sunflower seed guy like I like my seeds. Got to have a bag every game.
1: Definitely. And last question of the quick hit segment presented by Zephyr. What's your favorite all-time baseball memory?
2: Probably going to a regional this year. It was it was a really cool experience to be able to uh be recognized as one of those elite teams in the in the country. It was, it was definitely a really cool experience to go to the regional.
0: Yeah, Eastern certainly played their way to that regional, that's for sure. And again, you guys have had the chips on your shoulder as you talked about going to the summer and have proved so on the field and Matt that's all we have for you today thank you so much for joining us best of luck with everything and we can't wait to see you and the Sea unicorns here down the stretch of the season
2: thank you guys I appreciate it thanks Matt
0: and this has been episode 25 of season three of back to the futures the official podcast of the futures collegiate baseball league we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday be sure to subscribe to our podcast We're on apple podcast spotify soundcloud and youtube thanks for tuning in we'll see everyone soon We'll <laughs>